Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Prosing Podcast Christmas Movie Special Edition episode like we do every year. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with this special Christmas movie episode we've done for the past few years, there's always a special guest. So with me today is... That's you. That's me. I'm Brian Breaker. I am here, (laughs) and uh, I swear... We're going to talk about some Christmas movies. I cannot wait to get into it. So, <laughs> Brian Baker. I, I actually messaged you on this. I was like, hey, man, this was a while back. It's like, I don't know if you're planning a Christmas movie episode, but if you are, please hit me up because I'm down to do one. And yes. yeah, we're, we're making it happen. So, I'm excited. So, you can follow Brian Breaker on your favorite uh, pot, your favorite, you know, social media apps. Just search for him on there. Just what's your actual handle? It's like Breaker One or something, or Brian. It's uh, Brian Breaker ODR. Okay, on, just on, search Brian. On X, yeah, it's not, it it's not hard to find. And on the Twitter X, whatever you call it, yeah. and then Instagram. And you know what's weird? I was thinking about this the other day with uh, new social media apps always springing up. Even if you don't use it, it's almost important to start an account just so that if you ever decide to use it. You yeah. have it. You know what I mean? So like, you have your name. Yeah. It's yeah. True. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a never ending cycle, man. Someone's going to steal the uh, TB toy cast as well. I, so you I can, know. If you want to listen to some, some chatting about toys, you can follow that as well. Definitely. We'll get into plugs and stuff at the end of the show. But uh, if this is, uh, maybe you, you're a newer listener and you haven't heard. So we've done this now. I was, I was thinking about it. Our first year we did Home Alone. The first Home Alone. Love it. And then we did Jingle All the Way. Yeah, Jeff wasn't a fan. I still have heat with him for that. Jeff's a weird guy. We love Jeff from Fully Pulsable. Put the cookie down. Now. <laughs> He's too busy pipe, biting LJ in fingers. Pipe, to, to, pipe to down in there. Humor. <laughs> He's piped down in there as the kids are yelling. <laughs> uh, then we did uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Chad, the horror movie barbecue. Love it. And and last year, Nate and I, uh, Ring Skirts, did Home Alone 2. Uh, so go back in the archives the last few years. So this is our fifth year doing this of, of looking back at a Christmas movie. So we're excited to do it. And as Breaker said, kind of a little bit of a pun. So here's what we're doing. We're doing the 2005, I feel has become, at least for me, a classic Christmas movie, Just Friends, yes. starring uh, Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Anna Ferris, and Chris Klein and Just A. I can't like every time I watch this movie, I'm like, man, I can't believe how like funny this movie is and how good the cast is and how just amazing Chris Klein is in it. And he's not a good actor. So like the fact that he just kills it in this movie is even more remarkable. We'll get into all this stuff. Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll break down the plot and our favorite lines and our favorite everything with it. So you had mentioned you hadn't seen it in a little bit mm-hmm. uh, before we started this movie. So really quick. You rewatched it where you're like, oh man, I got to keep watching this every year. Or what was your thought after rewatching it? Oh, well, I, I definitely enjoyed it because, you know, and this is something me and you could kind of discuss on, on this episode, I guess, like what technically constitutes a Christmas movie. Because there's always that diehard debate, yeah. right? And uh, so I'm like, oh, it's not a Christmas movie. Because I, I get the, the argument, oh, it's an action movie. Well, yeah, but it takes place at Christmas. The 
the whole crux of it is a Christmas. This is kind of a similar thing where that's not really a Christmas based movie until yep. a few circumstances happen. And then it becomes, you know, it just all... happens to take place around Christmas. Right. Christmas. But, it, but it's like all these things kind of line up where, you know, like it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have went the way it did if it mm-hmm. wasn't for the Christmas season. Uh, you mentioned Chris Klein. Um, so I actually saw this movie in theaters. Fun fact. Okay. Me and my buddy went and saw it and there's a scene. Once we get to it, I'll, I'll point it out. But, he laughs so hard at that scene and like the whole drive home, he just kept talking about that scene and it's something Chris Klein did. Yeah. And, and he was just like, that was the funniest thing because like you said, like Chris Klein, most of us just know him from American pie. Yeah. Like he, Oz, he, yeah, Oz the, the bad lacrosse player in American pie. <laughs> and I don't really recall him doing a whole lot else. Right. He did that and he did the sequels of some of them, not all of them and this, and that's like really all I've ever seen him in. Yeah. But he so kills those- it in this movie. For those who haven't seen this, Just Friends came out in 2005. Uh, as mentioned, Ryan Reynolds is the star. He wasn't really a superstar yet. You know, he was a, a well-known actor, but he wasn't like he is now. He wasn't right. Deadpool. Um, basic plot of the movie, you start, we, we start off in 1995 where uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, plays the character of Chris, Chris Brander, ladies and gentlemen. And he is a fat, nerdy kid. And he's best friends with the gorgeous sexy super nice girl uh jamie and it takes place the last day of high school where he's going to confess his love to jamie that he wants to be more than friends he ends up getting embarrassed and then we fast forward 10 years later and circumstances line him back up um with his former uh best friend slash crush slash love of his life right and there's a lot of talk in this movie about the friend zone which is kind of a weird uh concept i think it's a little bit gone away like we all like have, have been around people that you can tell like oh you're getting friend zoned i think that's something guys say but it's sure. also weird too because like you think about it now it's like girls have no obligation to want to like 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 you more than a friend so there's no reason like, right. they're not doing anything wrong however uh we can debate in this movie do we think jamie played by amy smart did she ever at any point lead the Ryan Reynolds character on to prove they were more than just friends or was it like in his own head? So talk about all that and we'll bust through it. I think the first time I saw this movie was probably a DVD rental um, mm-hmm. where, Oh yeah, let's, let's check this out. You went to the video store and it was just, it was just really, really funny. Um, I think maybe next girlfriend and I rented it one night, you know, and just, it just cracked up and, and it became a quotable movie right? Uh, with me and my friends. We'll get to some of our favorite quotes, you know, my, my favorite Ryan Reynolds quote, I'll say it now, is when him and Amy Smart are at a, a diner back when in 2005 when he's now, you know, in shape and he has a big career. We'll talk about it. And the waitress offers him this giant pancake stack right. of chocolate and sprinkles. One of my favorite parts, yes. And, and it's, it looks like di- diabetes on a plate, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's and, just so much sugar. It literally, like, looking at it makes me sick to my stomach. And the, the poor waitress at the diner is like, this used to be your favorite. And he goes, yeah, back when I was a whale. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't she also call him, like, a chubby bunny or something? Chubby bunny. Like, You're not a chubby. A, such a weird, like, like, you would never say that to a fat person. <laughs> like, you would, never, you would never say something just so mean. And she's mm-hmm. like pinching his cheek, like personal space. <laughs> I, I will say there are a couple uh, lines in this movie that are no longer you wouldn't you wouldn't keep now, particularly about 
uh, maybe some homophobic lines, but it's oh, nothing sure. yeah. crazy. Like it's not like a plot of the movie. It's just a couple lines that are said it, throughout. It's also part of the time period of Oh five. Yes. And, and I think that's the, th- I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure American pie and all those movies are similar in that regard, but yeah, I, I, I did, I did notice that as well. Uh, so really quick before we get into it, let's talk about the cast here. And I thought they, the main cast nailed it. Yes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was hilarious and he does a lot of subtleties when he comes back at, to his town as this big shot. You know, he's in shape now. He's current day Ryan Reynolds as being overconfident. But the second he gets around his old crush, you, he's, he does a great job of acting insecure again and acting awkward. Like there's some funny little yeah. nuances he does. It's crazy. You can almost kind of tell that like this life he lives. Is it New York or L.A.? It's somewhere LA. like that. He's in L.A., LA. yeah. You can kind of almost tell like that's a facade because no one really knows the real Chris Brander. Yeah. And once he gets back to New Jersey, you can very much tell it's like, okay, this is this is like unfortunately the real Chris Branders came through. And that's probably why they mention it in a scene where his mom's like, Well, he never comes back home. I think it's because he like he knows like that's who people know him. He's not this big shot out here. He's just he's that, you know, lovable goofball from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And then of course Amy Smart uh, plays Jamie, his crush, his best friend, and she's really charming in the movie. And I, I've always had just like a huge, personally, like a big crush on on, on Amy Smart from Road Trip, yeah. from yeah. the Butterfly Effect. This oh, movie, yeah. like early two thousands, like yeah, Rat Race was another fun one. Yeah, give me all the Amy Smart stuff. So she's super charming and yes, and all that too. And she's great in the movie. Uh, Anna Ferris plays the pop star, which I'm pretty sure is based strictly off Ashley Simpson based oh, off the time period. Of this yeah, I would say so this where movie. she's clearly and Anna Ferris does a really good job of really just having this like, you know, insane demeanor to her. Like yeah. she plays that so well. And Anna Ferris is also in real life is a charming actress and it's mm-hmm. funny. She does a great job of being like completely despicable, yes. but in a, in a funny way. Um, and then of course, Chris Klein, was also a former nerd in high school named Dusty Dinkleman. Um, <laughs> what a name. <laughs> <laughs> he's Dusty Dinkleman, man. Dinkleman. <laughs> yes. He's a nerd who also moves back to town just so coincidentally as as a musician slash uh, ambulance driver in the town of New Jersey. So just outside of Trenton is where this movie takes place. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to the plot here. Um, but really quick, I'm gonna, I've got some notes here just kind of going down. So it starts off, we're in 95, New Jersey. Um, Chris uh, Brander, Fat Ryan Reynolds, is... Um, and by the way, guys, this is a Christmas show, but it like like Breaker said, it takes a little bit of time to get to the Christmassy part of this, this movie. Right. Um, so in 95, New Jersey, Chris is riding his bike over to Jamie's house, Chris being Ryan Reynolds. Uh, to confess his love to her. He's finally, he wrote her yearbook, what he's going to say, all these amazing things, like how much she means to him and hoping to be your boyfriend. (laughs) It's what he signs it as. Well, even in like his voice, he's like, you know, he he sounds like, yeah, Jamie, you know, like he has, he's got a retainer. That's why it's, well, that's true. Well, and then like, I love the little part where he's got the picture folded over. Yeah. And kind of taped where it's like she's kissing him and it kind of undoes. He's like, nope. And he puts it back, you know. It's like she's kissing her, her actual boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And in his his face, because in the picture, you can tell he's just like, oh, you know, she's with her boyfriend. And, you know, I guess they kind of talk about she was known for dating, you know, A-holes. despicable guys. Right. And so yeah. 
which, you know, that's kind of something you talked about before. Like, did she lead him on? It seems as though that's probably the case so far. Okay. So he, he, he goes over there, he rides his bike over. Um, and originally it's supposed to be a party, uh, with just him, Jamie, who is his, his best friend. Um, who is it here? Who plays his friend? Oh, Clark and Darla. Clark and Darla, right. Who are who are their friends. So it's like a group of four friends. Clark and Darla are actually are a couple. And it was supposed to be the four of them, like a goodbye party. But it turns out Jamie's dad threw a surprise graduation party. So Chris is all freaking out. Right. Uh, he pulls her upstairs and into her room. And they're friends, but she's very flirty with him because she, she doesn't see anything with Chris Brander as anything other than like a brother almost with her. But, but I'll say this, she had to know at least something, right? Like you can't, you have to know when someone's like into you. And I, and I go, and I base this off of someone that I know who kind of was in the friend zone with a girl. Mm-hmm. And it was a similar situation where he was just head over heels for her. And she was like, Hey, I love having you as a friend, but you know, essentially the second I get a better offer to go hang out with someone else, I'm going to take that, you know, and kick you to the curb. And, okay. and it was just kind of seeing that was always like, oh, that's they don't, but they don't really ever indicate that she used him for anything. She was, no, that, like, that oh, is true. That is true. They were friends. Like she didn't like make her buy him stuff and right. And all that, like they hung out a lot and, and later they showed home movies and they were, they were really close friends. Um, and keep in mind, this entire time, Ryan Reynolds is in a fat suit, right? <laughs> double, double chin, and he talks like this, and he's yeah. super nervous and awkward. Uh, he keeps trying to, like, say, open up your yearbook. I wrote in your yearbook, and they keep getting interrupted. And this is where we first see Dusty Dinkelman, played by Chris Klein, as the nerd, as he's got a guitar. And he's trying to play the song When Jamie Smiles that he wrote for her. But he keeps screwing it up. He's like, come on, damn it, Dusty, do it. <laughs> well, and like his hair, right? And he, yeah. he just looks so like, – again, they did a really good job of like if you see these guys, how they normally look, obviously they they really nerded both of them up. But in totally different ways, which I think is great. And he's got acne and all this other stuff. And he's got glasses and he can't play the guitar. Yeah. So he pushes Dinkelman out. And as he turns around, she's reading like the yearbook and she goes – something about hot stuff. She goes, what is this? She goes, yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds realizes that the yearbook switched with her boyfriends. So what he wrote is actually out in the party. And one of the, the first big laugh of the movie is Ryan Reynolds turning around going, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cause he realizes now like it's out there, right? Like what he's actually put. And, And you know, the thing is too, I think any, any guy, especially at that age, this, the, the first time you ever like have to put yourself out there like that, uh-huh. that's a that's a nervous situation, right? And this is like worst case scenario, right? <laughs> Party of the, the entire school. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's brutal. Uh, so, of course, uh, her boyfriend is reading out what he said to her and all this stuff. And he's super embarrassed. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is, runs outside, ready to leave. Amy's smart. Jamie runs after him, says, did you really mean that? He goes, yeah. And she goes, I love you like a brother. And he's like, oh man. And they're all, bo- they're all making fun of him. Right. So he bikes off. And this is where he says something. I didn't realize this till like just now he quotes Bruce yeah. Springsteen's thunder road. When he says, yes, yes. this is a town full of losers and I'm pulling up for the win. It's <laughs> <laughs> like hilarious. Which, you know, like if, if you're imagine you're an 18 year old kid at that party, 
you're like, ah, I'm never going to see that loser again. You know, like you don't you don't assume that he's probably going to be as successful as he comes as he becomes, which we see here in a second. Yep. So 10 years later, we fast forward to the Christmas party at a gigantic uh, looks like record label in 2005. Um, this is very of the time because I don't think record labels make that much money anymore. As they do I here. would say definitely not. It's a different world now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a we're present day a whole Ryan Reynolds. He's he's basically him now, you know, handsome ripped Ryan Reynolds right now. Right. Uh, we get an introduction a little bit what he's like. And then we're also introduced to Samantha James, who is played by the incredible Anna Ferris, who again, she's this, she's the it girl. So she's a combination of, I guess, Paris Hilton and Ashley Simpson type of thing. Where, yeah. It, well, she's like one of those pop stars that you would probably be seeing But she's not everywhere. even a pop star yet, right? Because she just happens to have a poster and she's recording her first album. Right, right. But, she, well, Ashley, you mentioned Ashley Simpson. She was kind of the same way, right? Like She had a reality she, show. Yeah, she was everywhere before she even had any music. You know, like yeah. I remember that was kind of the joke of it. I think, I think you're right. I think that was definitely a, uh, a direct, mm-hmm. a direct um, parallel there. Yep. So we find out that Samantha James used to date Chris Pranger and he doesn't want to do anything to do with her. But his boss, played by I forget his name, but he's Milton from Office Space. Stephen Root. Yes. He's also he's, he, he's, he's Milton that Office guy. Space. He voices Dale, uh, not Dale, uh, Bill Dotrieve on King of the Hill. Uh huh. And uh, he's also in Dodgeball. Very very funny yeah. guy. Yep. He's that. He's a that. Guy. He's like, oh, it's that guy. Um. So he's Brian Reynolds is forced to deal with this, this girl, Samantha James, as they're supposed to take a flight to Paris. And Anna Ferris is playing this terrible song called forgiveness, which will get stuck in your head. Yes. If you listen to it over and over again. And the way she kind of like makes eye contact with him while she's singing it, like, isn't this good? And you can just see him like, Oh God. <laughs> yep. So bad. They're on a private jet. Uh, Anna Ferris, Samantha James puts her, I think mahi tuna in the microwave with aluminum foil, which causes a fire, causes right. the plane to land, and they are in uh, out hour outside of Trenton in the middle of winter. So right. where are they there? And this his hometown. So we're back. It's Christmas time. We're now back in Jersey, where I guess the first time in ten years he's been home. He's been back. Is what it's, it seems like. Yeah, his mom mentions that like he always flies us to LA. He's never been back home, and and I think for him, you know, like home and um, high school, that's just bad memories, right? Yeah, I am curious because they don't really talk about this. I wonder if he kept up with anybody in that time, or if this is like first time he's talked to anyone. Because it seems as though that's the case. Yeah, it doesn't appear so. So they mentioned a little bit. So we'll get to it now. So he ends up going home, seeing his mom and brother. She's excited to see him. Uh, and then he goes to the Maple, which is the local bar in town. He runs into Clark and Darla who are there and they're, you, they don't seem that they've seen each other in 10 years, but they, they know what Chris has been doing because apparently he was on TV. He's at Grammys. He's in the, cause he's a big record producer. He works for a label. So sure. they know him. He finds out that, that Clark and Darla are married, have a baby. They're excited. And then he turns around and he sees Jamie, who's working behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And this is the first. And again, what's also cool about like kind of the aesthetics of this is I don't go to like bars much now, but when I was in my twenties, you'd go to a bar around Christmas time and they would put up like just some Christmas lights and some, you know, some wreaths and things like that in this crowded bar. And that that's what would happen, especially after around college, people would come home 
and they'd hang out at the local bar. You'd run into people you haven't seen in a while. Right. And that, and they did a good job with that. Uh, meanwhile, at the bar, uh, Samantha James is also with him. But this is the first time Ryan Reynolds, Chris, runs into uh, Jamie. And right away, they have like the the feelings like rush back into his face the second he sees her again. You're like, oh, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> She's yeah. with me again, right? It's great. Well, well, and also, too, I think it should be it should be noted that it seemed as though he was pretty successful with women in L.A., right? Because yeah, you know, at the party, he kind of goes to a breakup, kind of gets talking to another girl almost immediately. Samantha James certainly seemed to uh, be excited to see him. But it's it's one of those things where I think there's always that one that for whatever reason, it's like you can't you can't get it right. And I think for him, that's Jamie. Right. He just it just he cannot he could not figure this one out. And he kind of reverts back to that dorky old Chris Brander. Uh, He ends up making he he was supposed to leave the next day. He realizes I got to I got to see Jamie again. So he Mm -hmm. tells her his flight's going to be delayed. Comes up with a plan to stay another day. But also what was cool about this is, so they are filming. I looked this, this was on the DVD commentary or DVD special features of this movie. They filmed in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan in the middle of, in February. Oh, geez. So it is like negative 30 out. Oh, all that snow is real. Uh, all that, you know, sometimes movie snow. So they are literally out there freezing their butts off. Yeah. Shooting this movie. And it's kind of, you can kind of tell that they are. Um, one little thing that kind of bugs me about this is I get why they do it because it's actually cold. If they had had the windows up on the cars, you couldn't see in them. Whenever they're in the cars, the windows are down. Mm -hmm. You're not driving with the windows down in the middle of winter, two days before Christmas. Oh no, definitely not. But it definitely bugged me. Uh, so he comes up, Brian Reynolds comes up with the plan to have his little brother take Samantha to the mall so she can quote unquote meet her fans. So then he can go on his little day date with Jamie. Um, and something funny that happens at the mall is she accidentally gets tased by his brother. <laughs> yeah. Flips over the guardrail. My favorite little thing is you hear someone scream, Oh my God. And she falls <laughs> on these people. Well, and then like the, the relationship between Chris and his brother is just hilarious. Like the concept, like back and forth and yep. smacking each other is, is so funny, but I've like his brother's like super into, um, um, was her name Samantha? Is that right? Yeah, Samantha James. Yep. He's real. I mean, because she's like she's you know, the pop star. She's got yeah, the poster so got with like, the whipped cream on her boobs. Yeah, he's like so he's he makes a joke about yeah I put the hand to it like thirty minutes ago. <laughs> His mom's like you know which like which hand like she's like so naive doesn't understand the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he was like the brother was all about <laughs> taking her to the mall because he's like oh my god this pop star of course I'll do that. Uh, but yes, he accidentally tases her and she. Uh, she falls over. So Samantha, J- it's not been a good trip for Samantha James. She was in an airplane fire and now uh, falling over the banister at a mall. And right now I feel like this is where the movie kicks into gear as far as like the moments that crack me up and seeing kind of the, some of the themes with it. So Ryan Reynolds, Chris wants to, he's going to, he's like, I got a plan. I'm going to be a, a jerk like the guys in high school were. I'm going to be the, Chris Ranger, I know, you know, so he rents a Porsche with, <laughs> puts chains on the tires too, to make it work right. in the snow. Where'd he even get a Porsche in Trenton, New Jersey? Like how did that happen? He goes, he's, it's not a bad plan though. Right. Cause he's trying, he's thinking like, this is the guy she's always dated. Yeah, so I'm exactly. going to do that. But again, everybody grows up and now she's 10 years older and probably 
but sees the errors of her ways. But he's still awkward because when she picks him, when he picks her up, she's like, "Oh, Porsche, nice, fancy car." He goes, "It's, it's a rental. It's all they had. I hate it. It's so ostentatious." <laughs> like he turns into like nerdy right away. Yeah. Uh, he also didn't want to go on a day date with her, but she invited him to lunch. So he's like, "I guess this is where we're going." Uh, and then this is where we go to the diner scene, as we talked about. I wrote it down what it was called, the pancake uh, breakfast. It was called the Sugar Mountain Supreme. <laughs> Which uh, it, it's it's as ridiculous as you could imagine. And yeah, it, it just it looks like, di- like I said, diabetes on a plate. It's just it's a like lot. eight pancakes, chocolate, whipped cream, all this other stuff. And, oh, yeah. And again, the waitress, she, she's like, oh, we haven't seen you since you were such a chubby little bunny. <laughs> Starts pitching his cheeks. Yeah. And uh, I, one of my favorite lines Ryan Reynolds delivers here is because, um, you know, uh, Jamie gets a little upset because he's, you know, kind of like, oh, yeah, I used to eat that back when I was a whale. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, no, it's fine. And she's like, here, you can have my my sandwich. I'll eat that. And um, she's like, that was really rude. And he was like, no, she was rude. And uh, she's rude. Yeah. yeah but the, my favorite line is he's like, I'll just have this glass of water. He takes a, a sip. I'm stuffed. Yeah. Like such a dick. So, so funny. <laughs> such I'm a stuffed. Dick. Yep. And then they, he, and he has this, and I think we've all had this too, where you would, at one point in our lives, you went on a date with somebody. And in your head, you're like, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this, and then it just goes. Oh, we all pre plan it for sure. Horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. And like literally everything went wrong for what he was planning for this from the second it started when she picked him up, made the comment about his car, the Porsche. I I don't think anything on this date could have went any worse. And, you know, if you remember, there's a part in the beginning where he's kind of coaching a guy on what not to do to get stuck in the friend zone. And he explains like, oh, this happened to me. That's how I know all this stuff. Yet he's kind of going back on everything he's telling this guy. Don't do that. He's done all of those things. Yeah, and he drops her off. And by the way, and she mentions why uh, Jamie does why she's back at home. She just moved back in with her parents. Uh, she'd broken up with her last someone in a relationship, so she's back home recently. So that this is all like coincidentally landing. She wasn't just living. She left town. She moved back home to because something happened with some a guy she was with. Mm-hmm. We don't really find anything out about him. He's not really important in the story. But she was dating someone for a while, presumably living with him, and then they broke up. So now she's moving back with her parents. Um, while she's trying to become a teacher, she's a bartender at the Maple, which is a local bar in town. Right. Uh, and also her dad has the best Christmas uh, decorations in town. He's really over the top, Clark Griswold style with animatronics, animatronics, extra lights. And he even, he makes a little joke. He goes, is that Chris Branger? It's like, oh, I remember he used to make all our boyfriends so jealous because he'd bring her roses every Valentine's Day to explain she was just her little friend. He's like, yeah, good to see you too, buddy. Like, like how, like, so mean. like just So emasculating like, too. Yeah, like, so, it's like the second you see someone, like, how can I make this guy feel as horrible as possible with one comment? <laughs> and then when he drops her off, he's like, I'm going to kiss her, but he doesn't know what to do. So he like hump, hump hugs her. Like, he's just like, okay, see ya, bye. Good times, yeah. bye. That the hug bounce thing, they talk about that later, yes. And then he goes back into his Porsche and just starts screaming at himself how stupid he was. And then she shows up, so I forgot my clothes. Well, <laughs> right I, back I, to his I window. Love, uh, I, I saw where I saw an interview with him. I think it was on like the Tonight Show or one of those interview shows when this was coming out. 
and I guess a lot of that was his idea because he's like, I've had those dates where they just went so bad. I was so angry. And that's where like the hand puppets come in. And he's like, <laughs> stupid, stupid, you know, like talking back and forth. And like she sits there for a good amount of time. Yeah. You know, and then finally he sees her. She's like, I forgot my gloves. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, that's even worse, you know. So he's so like, not right, only I... did you have a bad date, she saw you have a meltdown afterwards. And he's just like, I can't end on this. Right. It's like, I can't right. like, let that be it. So he comes up with another plan. All right. We're going to go ice skating. And it made sense now, but at the time they showed him playing hockey in like a men's league being really good. And I think, I wonder if Ryan Reynolds is like, I'm Canadian. Can I play hockey in this movie? They're like, all right, sure. Go ahead and play hockey. I could see that being a, being a thing, right? Because if you, if you are talented in something, you would want to have that showcased in a movie, right? Yeah. Well, she calls him up and he calls her up. He's like, Hey, maybe we go ice skating. And she's like, I thought you hated ice skating. Like, no, I'm really good now. She's like, okay. So she agrees to go on this ice skating date with him. And another great line is he is in the garage of his parents' house looking for skates. Like, Mom, where are my skates? I need them to show off my talents. <laughs> she's like, Napoleon Dynamite right there. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I gave them away because, of course, she did. Um, you haven't been home in a decade. Why would I still have those? So he is stuck with horribly rusted rental skates, which make him a horrible skater. Um, and... Jamie is a substitute teacher, runs into a bunch of kids who are in her class, who are her students. They really like her, but they don't like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, who's apparently a horrible skater. They play a scrimmage game of hockey, and he keeps just falling, getting roasted by the kids, all this stuff, because he can't skate. He's like, it's these damn rental skates. I'm really good. And he's like, a real skater could skate in anything. <laughs> like, these kids are just roasting <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. And, like, as much as of a dick he's been, he's like, Every chance he gets, he gets his comeuppance to him. It's great. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, again, like you said, it's date number two. He's probably thinking, okay, that didn't go well. Let's do ice skating because now I can show her I'm an athlete now, right? And uh, like you said, does not go well either because uh, he doesn't have his best showing in the hockey rink. No. And he says, all right, screw this. So he just winds up for a slap shot as hard as he can. It bounces off the post and nails him in the face you know, splits his lip wide open and an ambulance is to be called. And who is it? But, uh, dusty Dinkelman is back, but he's dusty Lee now and he's super suave and he picks up and catches, uh, Jamie after she falls. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ryan Reynolds is on a board, gurney board. And then (laughs) it's like a sled. They have to push him up a hill. The sled falls down the hill. It ends up upside down. (laughs) Yes. And then they flip him over. He's got snow in his mouth with blood. It's just, it's a visual. You got to watch it. It's great stuff. It's one of those things where it's like, man, how could this possibly get any worse for this guy? And it just keeps getting worse. And, And what's cool too, with the whole like thing, like, this entire movie is just cold and snow, right? And then hockey with it and like everyone's got winter coats on and hats and all that stuff. So it really, really ties in well, kind of keeps you in the mood. Like, oh, I feel like I can feel what time of year this is, right? Uh, And so they're on the ambulance. They're in the ambulance together. And, you know, Dusty keeps telling Jamie, he's like, I can't get over how good you still look. And she's like, you look good too. And meanwhile, Ryan Reynolds is in the middle of them as he's hitting on her right in front of him. And he's all pissed off. She writes down his number on like a clipboard on his chest. It's it's good stuff, man. Just really, really funny. Well, and and then like like Dusty is all like, yeah, you know, um, my stammer went away, yeah. my my acne kind of cleaned up, you know, and so he's all kind of bragging. And at any time, 
you know, Chris tries to to join in there, kind of, you know, telling him, hey, no, no, you got to be quiet. You got, you know, stuff in your mm-hmm. mouth, you know. Take it easy, buddy. They yeah, then, shove then, like they shove more things in his mouth. Yeah, then, then, then he puts the uh, oxygen mask on. Yeah, and he's and, like, <laughs> and then the uh, freaking oxygen tank. One of them comes out and hits him right in the nuts. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like, it's literally this could not be any worse for the guy. I love. I'm a sucker for immature like Three Stooges type comedy type of Me stuff too. like this. So when he fell on that sled and flipped over. The first time I saw that, I must have rolled over laughing, like how funny it was. And it's still funny, but like <laughs> it's a wide shot too of like the sled flipping over, landing face first, and he's tied to a board, so he can't even put his hands up to block himself. Yeah, well, I don't know where it happens, but I think it's a right around this point. He, because you know, he ends up getting his mouth fixed up, but he he pulls up in the Porsche to his mom's house, and the neighbor's like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" <laughs> He picks up a snowball and just hits him with the- Yeah, he's all pissed. <laughs> the guy's just like, what the hell, man? You know, it's just well, like, it shows his total anger for how badly this week's going for him. And be- because he got his his lip and face busted open, he has to end up at the dentist, um, which is kind of an ER dentist where his friends Clark works at. He's the dentist there. And he... <laughs> He gives him a retainer to help heal. So he's back with his retainer in his mouth. Back with the retainer, yes. It's awesome. Um, And then, again, he's trying to just, Ryan Reynolds, I gotta, like, have another date with her. So he realizes, after the conversation with Clark, you know, people change. She wants people like the old me. So he invites her to the notebook, right? A viewing of the notebook on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Nothing more romantic than that. Uh, and this is also to another great line that I love. And she's like, well, if, if Jamie wants me to be like I was, I'm going to be the biggest pussy she's ever met. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go, when she comes to pick him up to go to the movies, uh, who's there? Dusty. Dusty crashes the date. <laughs> and he says a line I think you made me crack up with. Yes. Where he tells him. Because he dresses like a nerd, right? Like, right. He's, dresses he's like, like his old he's self. All, yeah, he's all sweatered up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you can even tell, like, he's kind of got that same Chris Brander high school, you know, demeanor that he had had. Yeah. And, and of course, he doesn't know Dusty's coming, like you said. And well, we should also mention this. Dusty now, to be more cool, goes by Dusty Lee. Dusty Lee, yeah. Yeah, because Dinkelman. Dinkelman's maybe not the most suave name in the world, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> Dusty walks in and she's like, I invited Dusty. I hope that's OK. And obviously that's like not OK. But you're in that situation where, like, what do you say, right? Uh-huh. And he's just like, okay. And, and Dusty comes and goes, nice outfit, bro. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> and, then he invi- and then Dusty invites Chris's mom. So yes. his, his yes. single date is turned into Dusty and his mom and her watching The Notebook. And, and uh, any guy can tell you, no guy has purposely watched The Notebook unless they were hoping for, you know, some hand holding, like, you know, in this era, right? Like maybe I can get a little arm over the shoulder Something. action, you yeah. know, because that's why you would go. And so obviously that was Chris Brander's intention, but now he is going to this movie with his mom. <laughs> oh, man. And meanwhile, uh, the entire, the side plot, we haven't talked a lot about Anna Ferris uh, throughout this. She is kind of being distracted by his brother mm-hmm. and he convinces her she's ready for it. He keeps tra- coming up with excuses why she needs to stay in New Jersey. 
And the last one is she needs to go perform at this coffee house, which has turned into the metal shed. <laughs> and <laughs> she's trying to play forgiveness, and it turns into a riot. And she ends up getting a little more pissed off in a little bit. Um, so after the movie, uh, they end up back at their house, and they're watching whole movies of themselves, right? Of them being silly and goofy and recording themselves, doing cheers and and all the stuff. So he's getting a little momentum with her, like Chris is, because he's the the feelings they had as friends are coming back. Like oh, the nostalgia, right? It's like that old those old feelings, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you only remember the good parts. Like oh, this was fun. I remember that. I don't remember all the terrible stuff. It was, it was yeah, good. yeah. Um, so the next day, uh, they at Jamie's family Christmas party, Christmas Day. Chris goes over there to try to talk to her, but who's there? Doing a private concert for for her family, Dusty Lee. Dusty Lee. <laughs> and with like, his guitar. I, I, lo- I love like everyone's just gathered around watching him play. Yeah, like, like how all quietly, like with, with smiles. He's playing the song when Jamie smiles. Yeah, <laughs> which is a terrible song. Terrible Jamie song. smiles, takes well, and, miles. And, and don't they even say something like he makes fun of it later? And she's like, "He worked really hard on that. He's been working on that since high school." Yeah, that's a song he's trying to play back in ninety. He called the stalker the stalker anthem or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So Chris is like, "Shit!" He's like, "I'm getting outplayed," and he's talking to his friend. uh, Clark again about he's like he's like Dusty's out playing me he's like come on man he's Jersey he skis in his jeans it's Dinkleman <laughs> Dinkleman <laughs> oh it's so good yeah Dude, actually Clark is is one of the characters I don't even know that actor's name but he's mm-hmm. like every scene he's in he's really funny he's just not in a lot of the movie yeah and, and there's also a, a line he delivers and I, I don't know I maybe after this but he's dropping Chris off he's like bro when you come to town you come back to town <laughs> like <laughs> destroyed everything and made everybody miserable like it's such a funny line yeah for sure uh again he's just he's nothing i got nothing so he he gets his little pep talk he's like i'm gonna go back over to her house so he goes over to her house but who shows up but samantha james in her car and runs over basically all the Christmas decorations in front of the house. This is Christmas night, by the way. So yes. This is all happening. And the uh, what ends up happening is she goes after Jamie, calling her a whore and a slut and all this stuff. And she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, and she ends up freaking out, driving off with it, pulling all of the Christmas lights with her off this award-winning house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it causes a fire. And Santa burns, and you hear her dad screaming, "No, not Santa!" <laughs> well, which is even better because you can tell the dad's not a big Chris Brander fan. No, no, and, and so like this only makes that even worse, right? Like he has less reason to like him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Samantha James goes uh, goes a little nutty. I think she doesn't she like overhear him say something. Yes, yeah. yeah. So when after she gets. Uh, after she has the the show at like the metal shop or whatever, she pretends to be sleeping and she overhears him and her his brother talking. That's how she knows to go to the house because right? right. that's where he's gonna go. So she's pissed. She's like, "I'm the I'm the it girl. Like I'm not gonna be taken away by Amy Smart." <laughs> so, right. Right. So, so he so he the house gets destroyed. Yep. And so what happens after that? Let's go back. So to that. then so then they then Jamie ends up sh- showing up at. Chris's house saying like, you know, what happened? Like, why'd you leave? They have like their heart to heart. Yeah. They're eating ice cream 
And, you know, Chris was basically like, all right, got to get you home. And she's like, well, I can just sleep over like old times. And this is where she wants him to make a move because she's like, I got feelings for this guy, but he doesn't, he can't do it. He just can't make the move, right? Um, so nothing happens. She literally throws herself at him, shows mm-hmm. up in his bed wearing just like a T-shirt right. uh, or one of his shirts, and he can't make the move. He, it wasn't right for him to do this. Well, and it's also probably one of those things where he's envisioned this so often and and now it's actually happening and he almost kind of gets the, uh, you know, the cold feet or, you know what I mean? Like where a baseball player is a good hitter and now all of a sudden he can't hit. It's like, uh, yeah, he's got the yips. <laughs> yeah, the yips. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's in a little bit of a slump and I don't think he knows how to react to it. He even talks about, so the next morning he's at the hospital talking to his friend who's the dentist to Clark and he's just basically saying, you know, I, I, she was throwing herself at me. I, I froze. He's like, I started thinking like, uh, do, do, do I move to her to LA? Do, do I move back here? What happens? Right. You know, like all these thoughts are going through his head. He's not living in the moment. He's thinking of the future. Mm-hmm. And off in the corner, he sees Dusty and he's singing a song, uh, to the nurse. He's kind of flirting with the nurse. He's being a huge a-hole. And this is where they realize that Dusty has been playing just to try to hook up with Jamie the entire time. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to hook up with girls, and this is as a, as if we didn't already know. But right now, it's now it's been confirmed. Yeah, and he basically calls. He's like, "I love the nice guy stuff." And by the way, man, I am all for it. And he sits down, and there's a guy next to him who's like <laughs> comatose. Great. And the guy's got a juice in a wheelchair. And his hands like clasped like a claw. He yeah. yanks the the juice. <laughs> he starts drinking it. Yeah. Such a jerk. And Such then, like, that, then he puts it back at that guy Clark's like, that's a guy's juice, man. Like, yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, so he's just like, all right, I'm, you know, Chris is going back to L.A. He's given up. And on the way there, Clark's driving him. Mm-hmm. Chris just pulls the wheel, says, no, we can't go. He literally does like a, not like a dumb and dumber, but kind of where the wheel goes the wrong, like the exit split off. Yes. And Clark, another great line. But you're right. Clark's the, like the MVP of this movie. He's like, this is a Pontiac Grand Prix. You exactly. can't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's very, and every scene he has, he's hilarious. He's just, I think everyone else is so funny. He kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Yep. So we're at the, the church concert where Dusty's performing at the church. So this <laughs> is, this is my buddy's, one of my, his favorite lines of this whole movie, which we'll get to here in a second. Okay. I'm curious what it is. Yeah. So this is where Chris shows up. And, you know, Jamie's kind of like, why are you still here? He's like, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. And he starts telling him that Dusty's a Jersey, he's a Jersey player. And uh, then (laughs) Dusty pops his head through the back after he's singing the song. And he goes, would you guys like to sing a carol celebrating the birth of our Lord? That's it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's. The way his he head says in the it, curtain. and his head's to the curtain, and then that cheesy smile. Yep. And then that's when Chris tackles him. It's a fight in church. And yes. I, this is a Christmas concert for children. What are you doing? <laughs> it's Dinkelman. Yeah, exactly. I love. I also love when he he like obviously Jamie gets very upset by this, and and he looks back. He's like, look, and he gives him the rock and roll fingers, and he's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like wrestling, you know, when you're like, "Come on, ref, look, he's doing it," and then he, yes. he's not doing it. So, Chris gets super drunk because this happened. Ends up going back to the bar, and where the Maple, where where Jamie works, and Dinkelman's there as well, selling his album, Just Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Kirk Van Houten. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like, "It's got your picture on it and everything." <laughs> 
Chris is which drunk. is like is it like that one song is it or does he have like multiple tracks with different girls names in each one you know because that's the only song he plays just a single with the b-side um and this is where you know he's 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 kind of drunk talking with jamie about it and dusty kind of makes comment under his breath because she because she says well dusty and i are only friends and dusty's like yeah not for long i hope and then this is my favorite dusty line of the whole movie where she basically tells him, no, I'm not going to, you know, sleep with you or whatever. And he's like, oh, come on. And then he ends up saying, F this, I'm mobile. And he walks out <laughs> and he slaps a random girl's ass. And this guy, like her boyfriend's like, what are you doing? He goes, what? <laughs> he yeah. And the guy kind of backs down from him. <laughs> and he walks out. That's like, and that that's the last we see of Chris Klein in this movie. But kudos to him for just stealing every scene he was in. Like awesome stuff. And... Uh, you know, Chris and her have a big fight in front of everybody. She talks about, I basically threw myself at you and you did nothing. And he's like, and now you know how that feels. Yeah. And that to me was lying. I was like, eh, does she though? Because was she ever throwing her, wherever throwing yourself at him? Like it wasn't like a mutual thing. Like it's That's kind of weird, you know? Well, and I, and I think that's, that's where I made the connection that she probably had an idea that he dug her. Right. And, and that's and I think that's that's where it made me realize like oh maybe she's not as nice as we think. Mm. Although you made a valid point that there's no evidence to say otherwise. But I'm Team Jamie in all this. Well, but... I, I will say, Chris, I think with all this though, with that line shows he does actually have a little bit of resentment there. Yeah, he does. And, yeah. and I and I think when he uh, um, when they talk like when he's talking to his buddy early in the movie at the hockey rink, he's like oh, this girl she messed me up bad in high school so clearly it's been a long time and i think mm-hmm. he probably thinks he's finally over it until he sees her again like you know at the beginning of the movie and he realizes like he's not at all he's right back where he was yeah and he ends up leaving getting on a plane back to la and there we see the final <laughs> samantha james thing where she just shows up well it's, it's it, like the guitar and yep. he sees it like huh and all of a sudden she's behind him and scares the crap out of him well she's making cookies she's like I'm trying to be all domesticated for you babe <laughs> yeah and he's like what the hell like why you are know? you in my house yeah. I also like there's a little there's a lot of things Ryan Reynolds does in this movie which I think are just so funny one of them is the snowball at the neighbor yeah. the other one's when he goes to his house and he takes his luggage and just throws it off the balcony <laughs> and he lives on like a cliff too just tosses yeah. it off <laughs> you can tell it's like you carried that the whole way and it's just like screw it <laughs> Yeah, and so, but like the timeline of this movie too. This is the course of like it's he he, he lands on the twenty second of December, mm-hmm. basically. So he's there from the twenty second to the twenty sixth, and he flies back after the big fight with Jamie, and then he ends up flying back to Jersey on New Year's Eve. Um, runs to the bar, she's not there. Runs to her house, and he has kind of the they have the moment where he's like, you know, he basically tells her. Like, I've loved you, I always have. I want to take you on a real date and all this other stuff. They end up kissing. I don't think they nailed the ending with this movie. That's my only thing. I don't think they quite, they kind of rushed it. That's my one little critique. I don't think they quite nailed it. They end up together and all that, but I don't think they quite nailed it. I can agree with that. It, it's kind of one of those things where they needed that, that nice crescendo. Like I think Home Alone the best part about that is like they they the last thing is that nice laugh of Kevin, what did you do to my room? You know, yeah. or in the sequel, it's like you ordered nine hundred and sixty seven dollars in room service. Like there's yeah. always that one last like Kevin did something bad because yeah. 
up until that point, it's all hugs and like, I love you. We're so happy. We're home at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But they know they knew they needed that one big last like laugh to get everyone kind of in the mood. And I think this movie could have used that where I don't know which way you go with that, but something maybe to kind of get that last laugh. No, I, th- I and the last laugh they tried was when uh, her kids are in the window across the street, her students, and they say, oh, right, no, right. she's with him. And they realize that there's two boys and a girl, and one boy realizes, oh, I'm in the friend zone with this girl, and that kind of yeah. ends. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, and the, but I, I think, I th- and that's funny, but it's not to the main characters. We don't know who these kids are, so well, we do I think get, that's the disconnect. We do get the full Ryan Reynolds in the fat suit singing I Swear by Boys to Men, which opened that, the movie and now closes the movie. So That is true. Which, that's that. that's great because it's like when you're when I watched this obviously at 05 that was like wow that is like third grade right there which you know, been man. Yeah. yeah which would have been like the year I was in third grade so yeah. it's like because I remember just people being all about that song and so that's why it was so funny about it because you hear it now and it's such a it seems like such a dated song and it would make sense that that would be that would be the song he's jamming out to now we kind of know the answer to this now but do you think I don't know if you know the answer to it, or if you saw what happened. Are Jamie and Chris still together today? Do you think? If this movie plays out, do they stay together? Or does it last like a couple of weeks? And then she's like, all right, we're better off just friends. Like, what do you think? It's hard to say. I think ideally when you watch the movie, you're hoping they get together, right? Because that's, uh, that's the idea. But it's hard to say. Like, you know, his points of like, does she move here? Do I move there? those are some legitimate points. And, you know, and one of those things, like he's obviously got a, at that time, a better career, but he got, he gets fired. You got to assume he gets fired because he doesn't sign Samantha James, which is what well, his boss told him. But that's a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. Does he so, move to Jersey, become a minor league hockey player? Like what, what's his plan here? <laughs> straight up Gordon Bombay and coach the ducks. Yes, <laughs> exactly. What do you think? So what do you say? Are they still together? Uh, you know, I, I would like to, I would like to think they are in the storybook ending, but I'd say realistically, probably not. Okay. So we know the answer to this because here's the thing. And this is why I say that because he spent all this time building this really successful life. I think he's going to grow resentment for her because essentially she's part of the reason it all came crashing down. Right? Maybe. So recently Ryan Reynolds and Amy smart recreated their characters for an aviation gin commercial. Oh, nice. And they are still together in the commercial. Really? Married in New well, Jersey. Yes. So there you well, go. There, there you go. So he moved back it to New Jersey. Cup came out a couple weeks ago. Go check it out. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Just Friends uh, commercial for Aviation Gin. Go check it out. They they are still together if in, in character mode. So go check it out. It's a good fact. I thought that was timely for us doing this show and a really cool thing. But uh, there's a, I don't know if you ever listened to the show, uh, The Rewatchables, which a Bill Simmons and the Ringer podcast, they have categories, and I'm going to steal one of them. It's called "Who Won the Movie," like who won this movie for you? Oh, it's it's Dusty Lee. It's Dusty Lee. Okay, so it's Chris Klein. But, uh, and I think because he he was so like he was almost like this despicable bad guy, mm-hmm. but realistically, he's doing the same stuff Chris is doing, right? Yeah, he's just honest bit, about it. <laughs> he's just a little bit more honest about it. But like, I think it's like it's those brash things. Uh, or like there's another part I love when they're in the car and he pulls out the retainer and he's like, Hey, 
your mouth is a disgusting cesspool. Put that back. And they're all like, yeah. put it back, Chris. Put yeah. it back. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gets bullied into putting it back in his mouth. Yeah, he's uh, it out. I, right. I just think I think Chris Klein, like, well, even the guy that plays Clark in this, which I, I don't know his name, but yeah. every scene he's in is hilarious. And, yeah, and Chris Clark. Klein has so many just goofy things like the guitar, the, mm-hmm. the fight at the church. Like you said, the guy at the bar where he, or the girl he slaps her ass well, he and the guy like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he pulls back a bunch on him. The juice, the apple juice. He drinks the, the apple juice. juice. Yeah. All this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the guy that plays uh, Clark, by the way, I'm looking up here. What's his name? Uh, Fred Ewanick. He's a working actor. Uh, he's best known for his roles in the t- television series uh, Corner Gas and the CTV sitcom Dan for Mayor. So he's a Canadian actor. Okay. Uh, Makes but, sense since they shot in Canada. Yes, he is. But I'm going to go with you, Chris Klein, as as Dusty Lee, Dusty Dinkelman. It was great. If, if second place is going to go to Clark, the obvious choices. I mean, what do you think, and we talked a little bit at the beginning, like the ensemble cast is the main thing. Do you think anyone could have done it better? Was this like a perfect set of people to do this movie? I'll, I'll be honest. Like, if you look at, like, the whole cast, like, everyone's really good in this. Like, mm-hmm. even the... Is, I don't know if it's her boyfriend, the guy that from high school that gets his mm-hmm. yearbook. He sees him at the bar. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, you got like $5 <laughs> I can have? He's like, there you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his name's Tim. Yeah. Uh, the mom is great. She, she, you know, like at one point he's on the phone and she's like trying to dial. And he's like, mom, I'm on the phone. You know, it's like that classic, get off the phone. I'm on the phone. You know, and he's just screaming at her. Um, so funny. Um, uh, obviously uh, dusty dinkelman's funny but uh, anna ferris as uh as samantha james like mm-hmm. uh, there's another part too that we, we should talk about after chris sees her when she fell off the balcony at the mall she's got like a big ice pack on her head she's just like eating toothpaste yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like this blue toothpaste is coming out of her mouth and, mm-hmm. and he's like what the hell and her brother's like she's okay she's good she's got her toothpaste yeah like, exactly she's happy <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if like if someone watched this now because there there is some 2005 e referency stuff in here, uh, you know, w- especially with the Samantha James character with the record label, yeah. that type of thing. So there's cell phones are there, but they're not really smartphones yet, so you can't really keep up on every like was yeah, Facebook. Well, and also too, Facebook was this. around in 2005, uh, so right. was MySpace. So we, you can, maybe that's how they knew what he was up to through MySpace, Facebook a little bit. Sure. Uh, to see there to see what he was up to a little bit. Well and even with cell phones, like, you know, getting a signal and stuff, that was an issue back in those days. And, yeah. And like you said, keeping up with people like MySpace. I remember Facebook for me, because it was around before, but oh eight, oh nine is when I first had a Facebook. And you know, it was like this is the craziest thing ever. But yeah, so it, it was probably one of those things where a lot of people had heard stuff. But you know, they also made comments like, hey, "I saw you on the Grammys." Like, so yeah, they they know he's successful. And I'm sure when you're in a small town and someone makes it big, especially a guy who you didn't think would make it big, it's kind of the talk of the town for a little bit. With this being our Christmas movie show, there are a lot of Christmas. Th- so again, we didn't talk a lot about Christmas themes specifically with this, but there are some where it makes you feel like you're in the Christmas time. We talked about with all the snow, with the lights at the bar, Christmas trees, his mom's making Christmas cookies, right. all that stuff. So it's it's there. We didn't talk, because this is just a funny movie. 
Like this doesn't make me feel like warm, like a home alone does, or right. it's a wonderful life or something like that. It's just funny. I think the only movie that's both funny and gives you the warm feeling for me is Christmas vacation. I agree. Uh, but which is kind of rare when you think about it. You know, I think that's why it's so uh, well received by a lot of people. And I know that one's a, a polarizing movie. Some people absolutely despise it. I who despises Christmas Vacation? I've Nobody heard of does. people doing it, man. I, I, I think that's trying to be different. There's no way you could hate that movie. Everything about it's amazing. There is so many little things in that movie that will always crack me up. He worked really like, hard, Grandpa. So do washing machines. <laughs> Come on. I I still can't get over the line. Like, can I refill your eggnog? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? <laughs> honey of a honey of a tree, Clark? Is she real? <laughs> <laughs> dug it out of the ground myself <laughs> yeah the the dicky you can see through his white turtleneck come on what are we doing here we can just talk about all the little things in that movie oh yeah i mean or like when he's like shitter was full he's like ah have you checked our shitters honey yeah <laughs> or when they're in the living room together and eddie and clark are just staring like two inches from each other's face as they're talking it's yeah like, i can't believe you're at my house eddie it's like yeah i'm excited about it too <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's a little scene in there. I don't know if everyone's noticed this, but when they're shopping because Eddie's getting all the dog food. Yeah. And I didn't notice this for years, but Clark X puts some light bulbs yep. on and they get crunched by that dog food bag. And like neither one of them even noticed it, which well, is so funny. I, this, last year I listened to the D, the uh, DVD commentary of the movie and it's got uh, Randy Quaid, Beverly D'Angelo and a few other people from the movie on it. And that, whole thing with the dog food and putting stuff in the Clark was completely improvised. Oh, really? He's, yeah. Great. Randy Quaid said, I just kept seeing, he's like, I don't know. I kept seeing bigger, bigger dog food bags. I'm like, all right, let's just keep loading these up. <laughs> well, I love when he grabs the three at one time. Yep. <laughs> Clark's looking like, do, do I help him? Like, what's he doing? He just like throws them right on top, you know? <laughs> there's, there's so many great Christmas movies and my list changes every year for like my top ones. What's your top couple Christmas movies, two or three Chris top two or three Christmas movies that you have. Well, yeah, there's, there's always the classics in, and I, I've you know told people usually in December, that's kind of when I start rewatching the Christmas movies for the years and before um, the year. And I will say this, and, and I, I'm kind of curious your thoughts. I feel like there's not as many good ones today as there were back then. There's, there's a lot, but I feel like it's kind of all like, yeah, they're not so the only one I saw, the newer ones, that was really good was 8-Bit Christmas. Did oh, you watch dude. that? Yes. That's great. That one, I recommended that to one of my buddies this year, and he messaged me, and he was like, this literally is the best Christmas movie, best new one I've seen in years. And I was like, oh, yeah, it, it's in the rotation. Yeah, like that the, one. The new ones aren't great. Like, they're just not. No. Like, I don't know what, well, I, uh, I don't know. You talk about feeling warm, and and that's something that a lot of these just don't have anymore mm-hmm. it, it's just like it's kind of like a movie and they're they're trying to be too funny or be too you know i will say whatever Daddy, it is. i have a soft spot for daddy's home too <laughs> that one is good too that one that one hits well i do like that one cena actually has uh, yep. one of my favorite lines in that is like i was an alternate on season three of ice road truckers i think i'll be okay <laughs> that's fav- a great line my favorite line of that is at the end when they're trapped in the movie theater of daddy's home too and they play the U2 song, or no, they play um the, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Yeah. And John Cena's like, I'll play it in August. I don't care. It's my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one, too. Uh, Christmas Vacation's a favorite. Both the Home uh-huh. Alones are a favorite. Um, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I have a soft spot for Ernest Saves Christmas. I got to, you know, I, what's funny is I have my shelf of Christmas movies, and that's on there. I'm like, I'm going to pop this in this weekend. Yeah. And check it out. 
it's easily like the Ernest movies aren't the best, but that's easily the best of them, in my opinion. I rewatched last summer uh, Ernest Goes to Camp with my kids. I was like, oh man, this movie is incredibly disturbing and violent. Like, is it bad? It's oh, it's gets good, but it's a little too much for like a seven year old. I, I found. <laughs> remember, I don't know if you remember it. There's like a big war with like the Native Americans at the end, and like and like Ernest gets like war paint on and gets like tra- It's a whole thing, man. I don't remember it, that at all. Yeah, it, I didn't either. Obviously, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this. Ernest Goes to Jail is my favorite Ernest because of how ridiculous it is. Because like the like the uh, the doppelganger, yeah, sexy Ernest, <laughs> yeah. slick back hair. It's uh, like, are you changing? Are you doing something different? Trying yeah. something new. <laughs> yeah. But, so there uh, you go. So you've got Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, or Save Ernest Saves Christmas. Any other ones? Any other like? Um, what about like It's a Wonderful Life or like, you know, White Christmas or Holiday Inn or any, any ones like that? I'll, I'll, this one's not technically a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie, but I include it. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Do you ever watch that one? One of my favorites of all time. I watched it recently with my wife. And oh, it's so good. So there was a line there I hadn't noticed before. Like, I've seen the movie hundreds of times. And I don't know if you've ever noticed it. So the part when they're at the, one of the parts they're at a diner. And Steve Martin realizes he missed his daughter's uh, recital. And he tells John Candy, he's like, ah. he's like ah, I missed my daughter's recital. And John Candy's like, oh, oh, that's rough. Those moments never come back. <laughs> Like, it's like such a, like the worst thing you could say to make it feel even worse. Yeah. That's a great, that's a holiday movie. I'll count it. You can, you'll allow it. Yeah. It's um, a holiday movie. Just, I just watched Dutch, which is an actual Thanksgiving movie. Also a decent, oh, yeah, funny that's, movie. That, that, man, I haven't seen that one in years. Yep. Uh, I always have a soft spot for the Tim Allen Santa Claus. Yeah, that's a great one too. Um, yeah, you've, 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 you've reviewed uh, Jingle All the Way. I do like that one yep. as well. Um Elf is, is another one that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I do enjoy. Here's one that slides under the radar. Have you seen Why Him with uh, James Franco and uh, Brian Cranston? I have not. So it's a Christmas movie. It's very hard R. So uh, okay. probably not one you'd watch with the kids. But basically, uh, Brian Cranston's running like a, a printing shop. So it's kind of like an archaic business for the time. And his daughter's in college, probably early 20s. And, um, you know, she's... Uh, they're going to visit her for Christmas. And uh, anyway, they're he's like at his big, uh, you know, employee birthday dinner for himself. And they're all putting him over Brian Cranston and stuff. And so she comes on on, on Skype on video. And they're like, hey, that's our daughter. Yay. How are you? And she's like, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. And he's, <laughs> he's like, oh, thank you. And about that time, this dude walks in and it's her boyfriend, which is James Franco. And he walks in the shot and just starts stripping naked. And they're like, oh, God. And so you can see them like, what is going on? She's like, oh, hey, oh, no, no. And he's like, hey, baby, let's fuck. I'll, you know? <laughs> I'll have to check that. I'm sure it's streaming, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And uh, basically, they, you know, they end up going to meet him for Christmas. They don't realize this, but he's like a multimillionaire and yeah. a big designer guy. And he's trying to like, he's like very eccentric, but he really wants to like make a good impression. And obviously he does not. And. It's got a lot of really funny moments. I mean, like I said, it's not a uh, family movie. It's very mm-hmm. hard R rating, but it's a, it's a funny movie. Speaking of kind of like, so Eric, my co-host, he kept telling me, you got to watch Deck the Halls, which is mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, Matthew Broderick. I'm like, this movie's going to be so stupid. And I'm watching it. And it's, I'm like, this movie's so stupid. But as I'm watching it, like 
more and more parts are making me laugh and then giggle and then belly laugh. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like it's a yeah. really dumb movie, but it makes me laugh. So deck the halls is a good one. Yeah. Uh, deck the halls reminds me of a lot of like Christmas with the cranks where yeah. I saw them in theaters, but they didn't, they didn't hit like, they're like Christmas good, movies of the they're 90s. Like a maybe. good cable movie. That's what those are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah. So I think my top group Christmas changes all the time. Number one's home alone. Then Christmas vacation. Uh, then probably Home Alone 2. Uh, then It's a Wonderful Life. Then Just Friends might be number five. Just Friends uh, is a good one. And then Elf is great, Jingle All the Way. Um, what other ones are out there? Have you uh, have you seen A Christmas Story Christmas? I liked it. I, liked I did it. too. I thought it was very well done. And, that, and movies like that sometimes... Uh, and you're kind of when you're taking a Christmas movie that everybody remembers, you're um, you're risking ruining the legacy. And uh, I thought they just nailed the ending of that. movie. I did, too. That's what I was. I really, really liked it a lot. I thought that was so, so well done. Yeah. And then a Christmas story is a great one, too, particularly like the, the Christmas morning, like when the dad sees Ralphie get the BB gun. Spoiler oh, yeah. Alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is just the best. You're just like, oh, man. Like, because you like, you picture, like, the dad, like, after work, he went by himself yeah, to the store. Yeah, because mom didn't know, obviously. Yeah, like, went to the, to the to Sears or whatever, you know, picked it up, hit it, get, wrapped it up for his kid because he knew how bad he wanted it because he would always hear him talking about the Red Rider thing. It's just, that that was great. They nailed it. And I really liked the remake of Miracle on 34th Street, too. thought that was yeah. really good. That was really good. On a, on a Christmas story, what I what I like about that movie is the humor is very odd. I think at times, like I love the inner diet, like the inner monologue of Ralphie. And yeah, there's a scene early on where he's down for breakfast, and like the dad's reading the paper, and the mom's like making breakfast, yelling at Randy to come down to eat, and he's trying to make his pitch for the Red Rider BB gun, right? Mm-hmm. And he says something to the effect of, "You know." Some store had some bears, you know, at their at their recently, and and they just look at him like, <laughs> like what the hell? He's trying to like you know subtly like hint why he needs the gun. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dad is like me, a pissed off White Sox fan. He's like the White Sox tried to bullfrog. Like good player they had. Like he's a pissed <laughs> off White Sox fan, just like me. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a funny, it's such a funny line because you can tell like clearly it didn't hit, and then like his reaction when it doesn't hit, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, that didn't work. Good so, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a I'm, good one. And most people know that I'm a big physical media collector and like I also have gotten into uh, the 4K restorations of a lot of movies in the past few years. Yeah. So when they when when studios do a good job with the 4Ks, especially with old movies, it's incredible what they can do because if they have the original 35mm negatives of the film, they can upscale those to 4K and remaster, clean them up. And they did a great job with the Christmas Story version of it because the way the Christmas Story movie was shot was purposely with like kind of a haze. And like a glow throughout. So they kept that in there instead of scrubbing that and then restored some of the original film grain and just made it. It's just it's like you went and saw it at the movie theater, you know, back in 1980 or when it came out. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Vacation Christmas Vacation had a good restoration, too, because that movie was shot on a studio lot and with a lot of fake snow and all this stuff. And on the 4K, you can see the details of how obvious some of the fake snow is on the roof and things like that. So it's cool little details. So. When they do a good job with it, it's great. And uh, they did it with It's a Wonderful Life. And there was a whole documentary on that, too, how they were unable to restore that movie for so many years because it's it's in the Smiths. The actual print is in the Smithsonian. So they it's a historical whatever. So they can't 
uh, edit it because it would damage the film. Mm. So some guy invented a machine that could basically handle the film without damaging it to restore it. So that oh, was wow. pretty, a cool little thing too. So yeah, if you're into physical media and 4K and stuff, there's a, those are a few of the, the ones I recommend. Elf did a really good job on their restoration too, but older movies for me are really cool when they're able to take that original film and restore it. So without, you know, digitalizing it or adding filters and all that. So it's, it was pretty cool for, for Christmas fans like myself. That That's awesome. I, I must mention one of my, one of my all time favorite scenes of Christmas vacation. So they're eating Christmas dinner and, you know, Aunt Bethany's now there and, and yeah. all that stuff. And, and, you know, the Turkey's super dry. And so they're, you know, they're trying to make the best of this horrible situation. And, and Chevy Chase does, <laughs> does this thing where he eats something. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. He kind of right. like crunches it in his mouth. <laughs> yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a drink of water real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look and it's cat, cat food. Yes, it's cat food. And it was. Oh, easy. my God. Does your cat eat so jello funny. mold? Does your cat eat <laughs> jello mold? And he goes, I don't know about the cat, but I sure do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like that's that's another movie kind of like kind of like Just Friends where like everything that could have happened bad happens. Yeah. And. Oh, so funny. My uncle and I are big. We like we talk a lot about movies and like classic movies and quote movies to each other all the time. And he was texting with me the other day about like he's asking me how I was doing. I was like, oh, I got so much stress going this and that. And I was telling him everything I have to do. He goes, so he texts me back. He goes, sounds like you you could use some help from Jack Daniels, <laughs> just from the <laughs> yeah. from the movie. So it's it's good stuff. And Christmas movies all I think of all the seasons are the best. I mean, Halloween, Halloween's different because horror yeah. movies are one thing and horror movies are, have their own place sure. and thrillers and all that. Uh, I mean, there's not really a 4th of July movie unless you, you know, there's not, like, there's, you know, there's patriotic movies if you want to watch them, but I guess independence day with the aliens. Yeah. There's that. Is there an Easter movie? Is there Easter films? You know, that you, the last, I mean, the passion of the Christ, you get to pop that's that the only in one every I year. Think of. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, that's the thing is with, with certain holidays, even like Thanksgiving, like I know there's planes, trains, and automobiles and Dutch, but there's really not a lot of like Thanksgiving movies yeah. that I can think of. And and with Halloween too, me and Bane have talked about this. Like, give me like Ernest Scared Stupid. I want some funny horror, not horror, but funny Halloween movies. All of them are like like very, Tucker and very, Dale versus Evil. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are like way too over the top. And mm-hmm. actually, speaking of Christmas movies, I watched uh, this year for the first time Violent Night. Have you seen that one? Is that with Hopper from Stranger Things? Yeah, it was it was damn violent and damn entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too gory for me. I'm not a big yeah. gore fan. Like well, then it's t- not for you. No, no. And like so, when I started seeing some of the like, okay, yeah, I don't need to see that. That's nasty. all the blood, but, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a little a little much, but it was kind of a fun, different take, you know, on a Christmas movie. Another. So my favorite Christmas. It's not my favorite Christmas movie, but my favorite like Christmas story. Um, no pun intended, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Sure. And I just, I like the message of it and, and everything. And I really liked the Jim Carrey movie version of it. Mm-hmm. I thought the costumes and the practical effects were great. I liked they gave him an origin story. I liked it. That's what, that's also another favorite one I liked too, was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, I remember seeing that one. You know, that one, obviously, because it's more for kids, it wasn't like, oh, I got to watch The Grinch every year. But it is it is one to, to watch for sure. And yep. and Jim Carrey is, is great as The Grinch. For sure. And that uh, and The Grinch is like in everything, right? Like, like 
it's in both Home Alone movies, the Grinch is referenced, you know, so. Yeah, he's watching it's, it. the Boris Karloff version, yep. Or even like in the second one when Tim Curry smiles, it's like yeah. the Grinch, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's pop culture, it's standard, it's all that stuff. Yeah. And did you see Macaulay Culkin got his star on the Walk of Fame? And Catherine O'Hara was there to introduce him. I did. I thought that was really cool. And the fact that he ended with Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yep. Good for I him. Thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. I feel like he's kind of uh, embraced that role. You yeah. know? And, and, and I think, too, with, with a lot of these famous people, like, I'm sure it's not an easy life being that famous at that young of an age and dealing with everyday stuff you know i mean how many people you think go up to him and put their hands on their face and yeah do that like that would have to get annoying right yeah it would be it would be a lot i do know i actually met macaulay culkin once really was he at a show yeah he was backstage at a raw that i was an extra for okay freddie prince jr was when he was like the guest host when randy orton beat him up macaulay culkin was back there i didn't recognize him at first because he is very short like i was surprised how short he was and um because he looks tall and lanky when you see him on TV now. And he walked by me, and I'm like, like that, was that freaking Macaulay Culkin? But yeah. I'm like, well, why would he be here? You know? And, right. then, uh, and then he ends up doing a skit on the show, and they made him do the Home Alone hands. And I'm sure he's like used to it, but that would have to be a little bit like, oh, so here you we just go. go up, did you just go up and say hello to him? Be like, how you doing? Like, nice to meet you? I, I said hi, and that was literally it. And yeah. then he kind of went to his own private room, and I never saw him after that. But Okay. But it was like it was also one of those things. By the time I noticed who it was, it was like he was already kind of passing well, by. There was a time there, right around when like the All In pay per view happened. He kind of like was just showing up at indie shows, like because he was launching his website and his podcast, Bunny Ears. Yeah, and he was just kind of like there at wrestling shows, like oh, Macaulay Culkin's into wrestling now. Good for him. No, I think you know, what's what's funny though. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. Uh, good. But um, he uh, he's actually a life, lifetime wrestling fan. I can see that. And he actually, he well, he appears on camera at WrestleMania seven. Yes, he does. He's that youngster over there. Yeah. Who Gurlamansu uh, didn't know who he was, which is well, the best. That old youngster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what's, what's funny is, uh, you know, one of my podcasts, a Saturday morning rumble wheel, we talk about like, uh, we had an episode about the book fair one time. Well, when I was a the kid and like, yeah. I that. yeah, oh yeah. I was like 90, 91, probably. I bought two books at the book, book fair. One was a, WWF book and it had like little bios of all the top stars and the other one was a little bio book on Macaulay Culkin because he was obviously hugely famous from yeah. Home Alone and in the book it said he was a huge pro wrestling fan there you go and, and I've heard him on podcast talk and I'm like dude he's throwing out like bad news brown and stuff like yeah. you don't throw out names like that unless you watched way back you know yeah he he's been on podcast too talking about like why he hasn't acted he's like and I had, he's like, I had good lawyers that basically took care of all my money. He's like, so I don't have to work. I just yeah. do stuff when I feel like it. He was in the movie Saved. Great movie. Great, like, underrated movie he was in. Um, but he, just, he did some theater stuff. But I think he just moved to Paris, got married, and he's been happy with himself. Good for him. Well, you know, he's probably still making residuals on these movies, you know? Yeah, probably. And, and good uh, for him. Funko Pop Uncle, Money and all that good stuff. You know? Yeah, Uncle Buck and Richie Rich and, and all this stuff. And he, he was, was a, he was really, he worked a lot for a kid that age. Like, he was really putting out some movies. And, the Good uh, Son? I, yeah. Uh, what was it? Getting Even with Dad with Ted Danson. Uh, of course, My Girl, where he's murdered by bees. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Page Master, that was a doozy. Look at that. This is just the Macaulay Culkin cast now. <laughs> the Prince of Christmas. But. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, so you've got a bunch of shows. You, I do. You had former host of the. I mean, maybe it'll come back. It, it comes back from time to time. Uh, we became, you know, kind of podcast buddies with a Breaker and sure. Power Hour, which is your old buddy Bane, where you guys talk, interviews, talk about other stuff. But yeah. now you've got the the TB Toy Cast, and you guys talk about not just wrestling toys, but all sorts of toys. Yeah. Uh, every well, week. Yeah, that wouldn't. That's a me and Travis Fowler started that. He kind of has uh, stepped back from it, and yep. uh, Jeff Toon. Um, yep. I was very lucky that he was willing to um, mm-hmm. to join the show with me, which has been a lot of fun talking with Jeff. Yeah, and um, obviously Breaker Remains Power Hour. I hope to come back at some point. I think, I think sometimes, and this is kind of where we fell. You uh, you end up, you know, outgrowing a show, as it were, and you know, I wasn't a huge wrestling fan anymore. I mean, yeah. I still, I still like it. I just wasn't watching a lot. Bane's pretty well out of it. And so it's kind of like, all right, well, what are we talking about now? You know? And, uh, and it kind of just became a show. Like, let's talk about what latest CM Punk drama has yeah, happened. Right. So, uh, I, we're looking at, you know, possibly to, we're, we're, the break's been good, but we're looking to retool it and kind of, you know, maybe go to a strict topic and, figure out how we can do it so i'm sure you'll figure back. something out and we'll we'll all be there to hang out with you once it's there it's still in my podcast app so if the feed comes back i'll be there for you we appreciate it <laughs> uh you can find your shows here uh the rumble wheel you mentioned a tv mm-hmm. toy cast on your favorite podcast app uh just search for me hit subscribe they'll be there and you mentioned just search for you on twitter or x or whatever it is and then of course if you're also we mention this all the time here on the positive processing podcast we're on Twitter X PPW podcast, but join the Facebook group. Even if you yeah. don't participate, people are posting memes that I'm like, where do these get these things from? Like they're yeah. just funny ones that come up from time to time and there's fun interaction there. So you can join the positive podcast, Facebook group, which you're a member of. You can interact with them there as well. Um, tell us what your favorite Christmas movies are. If you think just friends qualifies as a Christmas movie, I don't, there's the tribalism of, is this, is this not a Christmas movie? It's just weird. It's like, sure it is. If you think it is, go ahead. I don't care. Like, I don't care. What well, you think it is. I, I think because people, I think the diehard one's the, the funny one, because I always, I, I like to rile people up with that. Like, Oh, it's definitely yeah. a Christmas movie if they don't think it is. But cause people are like, well, Batman returns is like, no, it's not because it doesn't, Really, it just happens at Christmas. Same with Iron Man Three. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man Three happens at Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Die Hard. I, I will, I will say, is a Christmas movie because none of that would have happened if it was not on Christmas. Because they obviously had a skeleton crew at that tower. Hans and, was not. Hans was smart for his plan. He wasn't just going to exactly. show up any day. So yeah, he just didn't plan for John McClane to be there. He did not. Who? <laughs> who has my favorite one of my favorite shows the office the episode where michael scott um ends up working as a part-time job as a telemarketer talking about movies he goes you know i think it was weird about die hard he's like in the first die hard he's just a cop by the third die hard he's jumping off a motorcycle out of a helicopter he's like where did that happen when did he get into yeah. this like breaking down the <laughs> die hard franchise it was pretty funny yes but very you, good stuff but you can follow us on our favorite podcast apps hit subscribe and also you know this was the christmas uh, movie episode so go back in the archives, listen to the old ones from the past few years, listen and share this one with friends. We've also got some past Christmas episodes uh, we've done over the past couple of years. We've had different themes. Uh, this year, I will, I'll give everyone the, the heads up of what the theme is going to be this year so everybody has time to, to think about it and participate if they want. So this year, Eric and I are going to be doing our favorite 80s and 90s Christmas commercials. Oh, nice. Like 
I mean, we all know. I mean, mine, I'm just, the Santa packs are coming. Like, come on. Like, let's <laughs> be stuck in your head for a week. But we're going to talk about that and some of our 80, like the Christmas products that go, that go along with it. They were selling like Christmas crunch, something oh, I would yeah. never, ever buy, but it's Christmas theme box. So I'm, I'm going to get it type of stuff. So we're going to talk about our favorite 80s and 90s Christmas commercials. So if you have any, um, I'll send out the bat signal a little while and probably and next week, early next week about that. So we can get that out for you as well. Um, because the holidays are stressful and that they you know, are, you were out shopping craziness. So if we get a podcast on the background, um, for you guys, we'll, we'll we want to do that. And I always, I always have a podcast on pretty, I have an earbud in at all times. Like I have an AirPod in pretty much if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm taking the garbage out, there's an AirPod in, I'm listening to something, some oh, yeah. podcast somewhere I'm, I'm, I'm going through. And, um, although I do have the big annual road trip to Ohio, so I'm now starting the process of banking podcasts to for, to plan for my trip. So smart. Um, I will I'll be doing that and then catching up on there. I've got the uh, I'm gonna have to go back. I didn't I didn't listen to that Rumble Wheel one about the book fair. So I got to go back to listen to that one in the archives. Um, but I it's, know it's that, a fun one because you know you kind of hear all the different takes on well on my our kid memories. book fairs are still a thing. You know, oh kids, I know the kids school still has them. So funny story, really quick. So did, when you were a kid at Christmas time, did your school ever have a thing like? a Christmas like um, shop for the students to buy presents for like their mom and dad and sister, like little cheap stuff. Did you ever have that at the we school? We may have actually now, okay. now that you say that, but it was just like absolute junk. But yeah, stuff, exactly. Stuff that you can buy for like $3. Yeah. So here's the deal. So last year or two years ago, whatever it was, we, my daughter had it at her school and I was looking at the prices for stuff and I must've read it wrong. Because my wife's like, how much should we give Penny? I'm like, I don't know, like 50 bucks. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Penny came back with so much stuff because the things were priced from 25 cents to $2. And she spent like, every bit of it, right? No, they they, they couldn't. They, she came back with like a 30 bucks change. She's like, they said that you gave me too much. I'm like, oh my God. They must have thought we were such a-holes. Like <laughs> big baller seven-year-old <laughs> buying all this stuff. But yeah. Oh man. But <laughs> Well, one one of the stories we talked about, I guess, with my with my nephew, um, they they do a thing at their school called like grandparents and breakfast or grandparents yeah, yeah. and donuts or something, and and whatever it is, like you invite your grandparents in, they come in and you eat breakfast with them, and then somehow I'll be dang, you end up in the book fair, you know, <laughs> just right. Like I can only imagine if I had my one of my grandmothers or my grandpa like at the book fair, like. Yeah. Oh, I would have had so much stuff, you know, because like they never told us no as kids, right? Like, my mine certainly well, didn't. So do you, you have know, nieces like, and do you have like nieces and nephews though? Oh yeah. So if you if they're bringing Uncle Breaker to the book for you, you're gonna buy him some books. Come on. Oh, of course, right. <laughs> so and, like, and that's and I think that's what is so so hilarious about that. I was like, man, that is that is clever marketing on their part for sure. Definitely, they know their audience. Definitely. So there was there was one kid, I guess. Um, because I, I that they do that, but then they have the regular book fair. I don't know how it works, but I guess kind of like your situation, his uh, parents gave him, I think, a fifty maybe because they didn't have anything less. And I guess he literally spent everything. He, he spent every baller. dollar. <laughs> like yeah, he was buying like you know like the triangular highlighters and posters and oh, bookmarks. Man. And I kind of like um, like your your kids' school. At least they were like, eh, that's probably too much. You know, let's <laughs> let's uh, back it off. They're like, no, 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 keep spending fifty bucks. There you go. <laughs> to the but, point, yeah. his parents were like, oh my god, you spent every bit of that. Like, <laughs> hey man, if you're a kid, you got to do that. Uh, I remember. I, now this is like I haven't thought about this in 
30 years, right? So this is thinking me now because my school had this too. And this must have been 1990. And one of the things at the the shop for kids for your family, they had a Ninja Turtle like button. And I'm like, I want that. But right. I, I didn't have a brother or anything. I'm like, huh. So I lied and said I was buying it for my brother that I didn't have so I could get the Ninja Turtle button for myself. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I had enough to get everyone else stuff. Yeah. But, oh, man, I was such a jerk. But, hey, you got to have that Ninja Turtle. I think it was Michelangelo, too. Like, come on. Oh, nice, right? yeah. And it was probably like a quarter. And I was, like, feeling super guilty about it, you know? Yeah. I, I remember, like, well, in, like, in doing this podcast, so many memories like this kind of flood back. Yeah. Where you, don't, you don't realize, like, um, like Steve Hoker gave us a couple of, of topics. And, you know, we put them on our wheel and, and stuff. If people don't know, we have, like, a digital wheel that will spin. And that will be, like, the next week's topic. Well, the topic we landed on was getting in trouble in school. And so I'm telling stories of, you know, I got into a fight in fifth grade with this kid. And I remember we were sitting on this bench in the office, you know, on opposite sides. But, like, we're waiting on the principal to come in, to, you know, to get our punishment. But so much time had passed, we essentially made up and we're not enemies anymore. And and I'll never forget, I told the story, like, he was like, all right, you first. And, like, we look at each other, we shake hands, and he was like... Yeah, hope it goes well for you. <laughs> he walks in. <laughs> it was like so serious at the time. Like this right. is like like seeing the judge, right? Getting our sentencing. Uh but but Daniel told a story of accidentally looking up porn at school because it was something he was doing some type of project. And you know, early internet. Yeah, we me and you were probably about the same age where we kind of we didn't have internet young and then it kind of came around you know, seventh, mm-hmm. eighth grade probably. And we're still kind of learning. Adults are still kind of learning. We don't really know. And so I guess he tried to, they were trying to find some type of news article on the internet and he typed in channel nine and okay. he actually typed in Chanel nine and some naked woman. Pops oh, up. Jesus. I thought you were going to say he went to whitehouse.com. Remember that was a thing. <laughs> right. But yeah. And so like he had to explain what he did and you know, it's like, that's and so I guess finally teachers like, all right, well, you're not in trouble, but you maybe need to work on your spelling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the getting trouble in school thing, and this is for everyone. Everyone, I go back to our episode. It was episode 100 we did where we had a ton of audio submissions from listeners. And one of my favorite stories of all time, Mark Caruso, a listener, friend of our show forever, told the story where in eighth grade, they were doing the eighth grade picture where they took the entire eighth grade class picture. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, the guy took like 100 pictures. He's like, and I did the suck it sign in one of them. <laughs> That was the one they picked. So they printed it out and he goes, so as my punishment, I had to go to every class and apologize for ruining the eighth grade picture of everybody. (laughs) That man, that it's so many stories. There was a kid I was in high school with and you know, like when you would take like the class picture, not the one it's a group, it's like the individual for the yearbook. And so like one special class, you had your card. And had your name and you handed it to the photographer and he took the picture. And I guess that's their way of like lighting them up or whatever. Well, this kid somehow gets a hold of a second card. And (laughs) after like end of the day, he went and took another picture. And it might have been because remember, they always had like makeup picture day. If you didn't have a picture, that might have been what he did. Or it's a different day. It was actually because he's wearing different clothes. But he goes and gets another card and he (laughs) he wrote the name Pete Zahut. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he put it in the yearbook it was the and like the whole year like we all know about it but we don't think they'll actually 
put it in, right? <laughs> Someone in editing is going to catch this. Wait a minute. This Pete Zutt guy doesn't exist. But, like, it's funny because his real last name, I can't remember it now, but it was, like, started with, like, a B. So mm-hmm. he's right in the front. But then Pete Zutt's, like, one of the last guys. That's incredible. Oh, it was amazing. And you see his picture there? (laughs) Like, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, these type of nostalgia you'll hear on our show, on your shows, and all that. So make sure that you're supporting all the independent podcasts out there, as as we this podcast group does, definitely, you know. And everybody within this group has been doing it over the years. And, you know, we've all been around and been around for, I don't know, five, six, seven years now. We've all kind of been internet friends and met yeah. in life a few times here and there. So um, really appreciate you coming on this week and talking about just friends. This is a lot of fun. And also talking about other Christmas stuff and Christmas memories. And uh, we'll be on the lookout for, for future shows Definitely. Um, and coming together. And, you know, normally you and I have done a couple Halloween shows together. So now we've done Christmas. I guess we're going to have to review The Passion of the Christ with Easter. I think that's our next step. So <laughs> that's, get re- that's the next one. <laughs> get, get ready for that. will Get ready for that, everybody. It'll be the, the epic independence day movie with will smith yep, on july 4th it, yep it'll be independence day uh the best of bruiser brody and the passion of the christ is what we will do in that order so <laughs> it'll all it'll all work together it'll be quite the podcast yeah all right man well thanks for coming on and uh, everyone thanks for listening and keep a lookout for the next christmas show coming up breaker thanks again everyone else thank you see you next week by the moon and the stars and the I'll be there, I swear, like a shadow that's by your side, I'll be